The Holy Gospel is written in the eighth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the fourth verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, Jesus spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And the other fell on good ground, and sprang up, and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy, and these have no root which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee. Please be seated. <clears throat> the other day I came across a very interesting description as to what a parable is. And here was a description. It said a good parable starts off with a picture. Then it becomes a mirror and then becomes a window. That got me thinking, is that the case? And I looked at this parable that we've just had read to us. So let's start with the picture. If we can imagine as best we can the scene when this parable was spoken. Maybe it was by the Sea of Galilee from the hillside where people are gathered around to hear Jesus, this great teacher, to expound his message for the day. And perhaps in imagination you can see maybe a mound nearby where a farmer is sowing the seed for his crops. And perhaps Jesus, to make the message relevant to that occasion, could have pointed to that man sowing his seed 
as they did in those days, from one side to the other, and explaining to the crowd what was happening. And of course, many of them would know very well what was going to happen as you sow good seed. As it says there, some fell on the footpath. And they knew that that would be no good at all because people could trample on it and the birds could swoop down and take the seed. And then he points out to them the shallow soil with maybe rock underneath, which may show initial promise, but then be a failure. Or the, or the ground where there's thorns as well as the seed growing. And of course, the fertile soil. I'm sure the crowd would be listening carefully to this, observing what was happening. Think about it. That was a picture that we have for this parable. But then, imagining that picture turns into a mirror, and we suddenly see a reflection of ourselves. The seed in this parable is explained in spiritual terms as God's word. And the response, spiritually speaking, is as follows. The hard path can represent the shut mind, the mind that refuses to take it in. Would that be our reaction to this parable? Or the shallow ground representing those who accept the word and never think it out and never realize its consequences and who therefore collapse when the strain comes. Or again, still thinking of the mirror, does it reflect us? The thorny ground stands for those whose lives are so busy with things that they get God crowded out and lose sight of his message. And of course, the good ground stands for the good hearer. Good hearers do three things. First, they listen attentively, as I'm sure many were to the words of Jesus. Second, they keep what they hear in their minds and hearts and think it over to discover its meaning for themselves. And thirdly, and most importantly, they act on it. And then they translate what they've heard into action. We've looked at the picture we thought of it as a mirror and how we would, which category we would be in if we heard that message. And finally, the parable becomes a window, a window through which we can see God's trying to speak to us through the parable. Because all four categories that we mentioned earlier heard the good news of Jesus, God's word, but only one of them heard and then heeded. And that's a great challenge, of course, for all of us. Are we just listening to the message or are we meditating upon it and putting it into action? Actually, this parable also has good news for those who are actually sowers of the seed of God's word today. Sunday school teachers, school teachers, preachers of all sorts, and indeed the ministry here at Warbrook, where 
constantly sowing the seed. But it doesn't always get the response that we would like. One writer has said this, this parable could be a counsel against despair. For example, think of the situation that Jesus was in. He was being banished from the synagogues, the scribes and Pharisees and religious leaders were up against him. Even his disciples sometimes got disheartened. Yet to them, Jesus is saying in effect, every farmer, farmer knows that some of his seed will be lost. It cannot all grow, but that, that does not discourage him or make him stop sowing because he knows that in spite of all, the harvest is sure. Yes, we all have our setbacks and our discouragements, but we know that our enemies and opponents can sometimes make us very downhearted. But we should never despair. In the end, the harvest is sure. So there are encouraging words for the hearers and those who share this good news of Jesus. We've looked at the picture, we've reflected on the mirror, and we've seen through the windows. And in summary, we could say this parable can be both a warning as to how we should hear and receive the word of God, and an encouragement to banish all in despair, in the certainty that not all the setbacks can defeat the ultimate harvest of God. Amen.